Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Oh yes, at the time of the morning where you all join us on Quickfire Q and A, and Alhamdulillah, your questions are coming through. Let's welcome uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smitha from a beautiful Cape Town, beautiful indeed. Cape Town and Sirius uh, FM already have a very, you know what I can call a very tranquil relationship. Mufti Ibrahim Smith, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, a beautiful morning? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shafat, our wonderful people, listeners out there, indeed, a beautiful Jumu'ah, most probably the last Friday of the month of Sha'ban, as we're anticipating and waiting for the dawn of the beautiful guest of Allah, the month of Ramadan, G. Hey, I tell you, your superlatives are absolutely brilliant. Hey, the dawn. Yeah. How was the dawn? The day our Prophet was born. Hey, Allahu Akbar. You know, Mufti Smith, I is a bioslimmens. Anyway, I'm looking at the questions that are coming through. This one says, Assalamu alaikum. A mother wants to leave everything to charity because she doesn't want her children uh, to fight over the house and other possessions. Is this permissible? Jazakallah khair. Mufti? Jesus Shafat, we have to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specified uh, uh, specific is people that will in, uh, inherit and benefit from us after our demise. And then in one hadith, Rasulullah is telling Sa'ad uh, radiallahu also that if you leave your heirs wealthy, it is better than leaving them uh, begging and asking from the people. So as much as the uh, mother wants to give charity, she can give charity, you know, but do not deprive the heirs of what is uh, due to them. Uh, we don't want them uh, becoming rogues and uh, beggars on the street, etc., uh, after the demise of the parents. So leave that which belongs to them, to them, inshallah. Uh, educate them and uh, tell them that it's not permissible to fight over these things. Also, Allah has given dunya to everyone. And in that way, you will ensure that uh, they will benefit also after your demise. And whatever you have of cash or whatever you can give in charity, give that also as charity. Then uh, you'll be getting uh, your rewards for giving charity, and you will be doing your duty which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you to do, and that is leave the wealth of the heirs for those who will need it from you, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. My wife beats me up and throws her things at me, and I hit back. Hey, hey, it's like right hook, left hook, but you can't do anything, brother. You just go on the ropes. Mufti, <laughs> your comments. Shifat, <laughs> uh, yes, no, don't uh, lift your hands for your wife. You know, there's a reason perhaps why your wife is beating you. You need to sit and discuss with her and, uh, and make things right and proper again. And uh, to win her over, read Surah Yusuf, blow it over some sweet meats, inshallah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will rekindle that love. Uh, between you and your wife it's almost ramadan now and uh, she will have to learn to manage her anger and uh, sometimes in ramadan also people with anger issues because of hunger so uh, don't lift your hands uh, for your wife it is not permissible for you to beat her and it is not permissible for a wife to lift her hands for her husband as well she should uh, fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a a relationship in a relationship with regards to her husband, you know, it feel Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, she will be answerable in the court of Allah for lifting her hands uh, towards her husband, G. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, can we read salah with a niqab, especially when in public? Jazakallah khair. Yes, uh, when you're in public and you fear that people will observe you, there's no problem covering your face if a person is uh, in niqab, you know, as long as you read your salah one time. 
if you feel that it is better for you to read solar at home and there's still sufficient time for you uh, to read your solar uh, when you return to home, then that you can do also. That would even be much better also, G. Absolutely brilliant, uh, Mufti Saab. Our questions are already flying through and, uh, you know, uh, bless uh, all those listeners for doing that. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Shaf. Is it possible uh, that the first of Tarawi will be tonight and will it coincide with Makkah, Mufti? It is possible that the first of Tarawih will start tonight and commence tonight, inshallah. We still are waiting and uh, we will have to sight the moon. Uh, if it will coincide with uh, Makkah, that we don't know for a certainty. Remember that every place in for the last uh, couple of hundred years, we've been having our own uh, moon sightings. So we don't necessarily follow Makkah. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, no problem also, inshallah. So uh, please, people, start get. Uh, uh, getting and preparing yourselves ready for the month of uh, Ramadan, for the month of Tarawih, as we might just start Salat to Tarawih tonight, inshallah. I'm uh, looking at this question. I don't know if it's, uh, it says, I'm paying my uh, yearly, or yearly, maybe yearly. Can I give it to my mother-in-law? What's that? Uh, I don't know if it's a typographical error there, but I'm mostly perhaps you can correct it for me. I think I think it uh, has to do with, uh, with uh, paying out fitra. So if it is a card or fitter and you're taking out early this year, then no problem. You can give it to your mother-in-law if your mother-in-law is in need. Uh, if your mother-in-law does not have a need, then give it to someone more deserving. So that is why the card or fitter is to be taken out, is to uh, facilitate uh, those people who does not have anything to eat, who doesn't have sufficient means to empower themselves of, you know. So you want to give your zakat to fitter to that person's most deserving of, uh, of that, uh, those people who are in need of charity and in that way you can do it. So if your mother-in-law is really poor, then you may give it to her. Your zakat to fitter will be discharged. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. I'm, uh, uh, okay. I'm taking a weekly COVID-19 PCR test. Will it invalidate my fast? Most probably that person uh, didn't take the vaccine. That's why they uh, have opted to take the weekly COVID-19 test. So for anyone else who will be taking the COVID-19 test uh, during the month of Ramadan, remember that if there's any moisture uh, attached to the tip of that uh, swab that they're taking and inserting into your nasal uh, cavity or through your mouth, then it will invalidate your fast. If it is a dry swab that will be used in the process uh, through your nasal uh, passages or through your mouth, then your fast will remain intact. So ascertain and ask before they put it, insert that uh, swab into your, your passages. Ask them first if there's any moisture attached to that. If not, then you can remain in a continue fasting G. What is uh, Mufti's view on uh, proposed uh, government amendments uh, to the health bill? Very powerful question there, Mufti. Very powerful indeed, Shafat. Remember, we've been warning the people uh, for almost two years now that all these draconian laws will uh, be part and parcel of the future constitution and it will sort of be amended and uh, will be added to the National Health Bill, etc. So these things are there now. They've given 48 hours for submission how do you give 48 hours and then by the 15th of April, most probably, uh, the bill will be approved if there's not enough submission. So every South African should write out and voice their concerns for these uh, draconian laws, Shifat, which include uh, mandatory vaccines. The, the uh, police has the right to enter your house in your home and put you under quarantine. They can uh, force uh, medication.
an opinion. All these, uh, they can silence you also. The, the Information Act will come into play. So all of these things. This is the reality, uh, uh, respected listeners out there. This is where the world is heading, that we will soon be in it at all. And this is what government is doing. And South Africa is a stepping stone for the rest of the world. So they're trying it out here sort of uh, uh, rehearsing the scene, and then it will go to the rest of the world. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. We make dua that these things never happen. It's a one world disorder that's coming through. And I don't know if you read the book, Elders of the Protocols of Zion, and, you know, the microchip that they're going to put in each individual. And those protocols are being fast-tracked and fast-forwarded, Mufti Saab. Sadly, Shafat, yes. And remember that the same book that you're quoting now, people are saying it's a lie, it's a fabrication. Uh, there's no such thing as the uh, elders of science. Yes. But we know, yes, we know it, it is true. It is happening. It is there. And person doesn't even have to read that book because you can see exactly what is happening in the world today. So microchips, uh, I, uh, smart ID cards and are uh, being traced, being tracked and uh, uh, being injected. All of those things, they're experimenting with humanity right now. And we're just busy in our own happy little world uh, thinking that everything will still be okay. So we need to wake up people. We need to see that this is not some conspiracy uh, theory that is happening or what they, they want us to believe. This is a reality. We are facing a, a, an immediate threat to our existence, to our freedoms, to our uh, security, to our freedom of religion. All of those things are under threat right now as we speak. You know, so let us wake up and uh, take heed from what is happening in and around us. Can a person give uh, donations to organizations who does not have a letter of recommendation? It is not a condition uh, for a person to give charity to look for a letter of recommendation. A charity should be given from the bottom of the heart. You know, yes, if it is zakat, then you have to ascertain that the person is zakatable. So normally the uh, organizations, uh, they will do uh, this uh, uh, pre-review where they will screen certain organizations to see if they are liable for zakat. But then also they will give letters to who they want to and who they don't want to. We've seen crooks and boguses and frauds also operating with uh, letters of recommendation. So my view always, Shafat, is that uh, you have Google Maps, you have Google Earth, you have people in and around your country phone and ask if these people are legitimate and give purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Islam has not attached a letter of recommendation to charity you know, so we mustn't introduce new things and then make it part of deen and that way organizations also exert their power and authority over the community that if we say give, give, if we say don't, don't give, and they're hoarding also this, uh, the, this wealth of uh, the, the public, so be very, very careful out there, don't innovate anything in Islam give for Allah's sake or don't give for Allah's sake also, Jim yeah, L-O-R, letter of recommendation, people. Only one recommendation, and that Allah accepts us and Allah recognizes us. Hey, I don't know this recommendation story, but anyway, Allahu Alam. Mufti, will nicotine patches break the fast? Inshallah, that, uh, we hope and pray that those people who are smoking, that they will stop this Ramadan. Uh, uh, stop their bad habit, you know. Uh, nicotine patches will not invalidate the fast because it is placed on the skin and through there, nicotine will be absorbed uh, through your skin, you know. So also all money-making, uh, if you have the willpower, the desire, the yaqeen, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you, then of course you can stop and kick the habit and throw it out uh, once and for all. You know, don't waste your money on nicotine patches. Although it is permissible to use in the Ramadan, although it is permissible and it won't invalidate your fast still, we encourage the people that rather stop smoking tea. Uh, Mufti Saab, the questions are already flying in this morning. Assalamu alaikum. I have a new job and, and, and need a car to get the 
there are no lifts and taxis are getting expensive with uh, nothing to show for it. I want to buy a car on HP so that I have something to show after five years. Can I go ahead, Mufti? I would not advise a person to buy anything on HP. There's interest involved. There's horror, deception involved. There's horror, there's harm involved. All of those things, you know, if need be, you can lease a car. There's rental options as well. And there's rent-to-own options as well. See, there's many, many alternatives. And then there's Islamic finance also. So you have a lot of options available instead of going through a conventional bank where amounts and heaps of interest will be added and you have to pay a balloon payment at the end of that also. So instead of paying 200 Okay, for a car, you end up paying 600,000 rand and all those uh, interest and other charges being added to it. So stay away from interest. You don't want to declare all with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mufti, you know your stuff, eh? Rental car. So, you know, like Yusuf wants, uh, he wants to have this uh, Mustang. So uh, can he rent it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Yusuf, if you do rent it, then do take the 5-liter, uh, uh, you know, the Shelby one, uh, 500 GT, the, the, it's a limited edition, if you have to opt for the Mustang G. You, I'm, I'm, you know, Yusuf and I are just laughing here. <laughs> you know, Mufti Ibrahim Smith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him to death level that, he, I mean, we're talking about cars. He actually told you it's a 5-liter, it's a limited edition, Allahu Akbar. We need to bring you, we need to bring you on a car show also, Mufti Sab, besides a medical show, a car show, a political show, a jurisprudence show, Allahu Akbar. You know what? You're a truly a scholar, a brilliant scholar indeed. And we say this from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, Mufti, is it a problem to read only eight rakats of Tarawih? Shafat, remember that eight rakaats, uh, that has not been part of the ummah uh, since the time the Salat al-Taraweeh started from the time of uh, Abu Bakr, uh, Sayyidina Umar, all the Sahaba, the Tabi'een, the scholars until now. Everyone has been reading 20 rakats, even in the holy lands of the Haram al-Sharifain, which is known as a Salafi hub. So we should stick to what the ummah has uh, known uh, to be doing all these years, you know. Yes, in the unfortunate event that uh, if something happens or something comes up and uh, you've completed the rakats, then do that and read the remainder of that also at your home or at your house, wherever you can. Because it's the month of, of accumulating thawab, is the month of accumulating rewards. And also, uh, the respected listeners out there, this Salat Taraweeh will come in your defense on the day of Qiyamah when you've fallen short with your fard prayers or with your obligatory pay- prayers and there's not enough and Allah will take the Salat Taraweeh and put it in that scales in order to balance your prayers. So you don't want to throw away this because of one ikhtilaf, one opinion, one difference uh, between 8 rakats and 20 rakats. Stick to 20 rakats there's barakah and khayn in the inshallah Assalamu alaikum Mufti. I suffer, I suffer from a bad breath. Will a toothpaste break my fasting? Yes, in Ramadan we all suffer from bad breath, but that bad breath is actually more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than a musk, a pure musk, you know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves uh, the, the, the odor that uh, the fasting person is uh, emanating from his body. So when you're going to use toothpaste, remember that if those particles uh, passes the throat, then your fast will be invalid. You'll have to repay in that day. So you're, ch- you're taking a chance uh, by doing that. If you suffer from bad breath, I'd rather suggest that I use a miswak instead of using toothpaste. You know, uh, implement the sunnah. You'll be getting the reward of a sunnah. And one sunnah in Ramadan is the equivalent of a fard. So see the, all the rewards also 
also coming in there. So rather do that instead of opting for using toothpaste and then uh, most probably your fast will be rendered invalid also, G. A long COVID-19 damaged uh, my lungs and sometimes I use oxygen. Will it break my fast, Mufti Saab? Many people suffering from long COVID, uh, Shafat, and yes, uh, it damages the lungs, and the lungs needs to be rebuilt, and that will, of course, take time also. So when a person uh, has a need to use uh, the oxygen machine during the month of Ramadan whilst fasting, then remember, pure oxygen does not break the fast. If any other uh, medicine is added uh, to that, you know, uh, to enhance the breathing qualities, to open up the nasal passages, etc., and then that will render the fast invalid. So if you're using pure oxygen, no problem. You can go ahead and use it and continue fasting, but do not add any additives to that because it will uh, render your fast invalid. Can a breastfeeding mother fast, Mufti? A breastfeeding mother can fast by default. It doesn't mean that because she is breastfeeding, she cannot fast. You know, so sometimes she will have an on day, sometimes she will have an off day, meaning the baby will drink a little bit more. In the event that a mother cannot fast also, and then uh, she will have to pay in that day, meaning she will have to make a da of the day that she has missed uh, because of a breastfeeding where she felt so weak that she had to break her fast in order uh, to feed her baby G. Is it advisable to go to Masjid Aqsa to perform itikaf during the last 10 days of Ramadan? Yes, we see many people going now and opting to go to Masjid Aqsa to perform itikaf uh, during the last uh, 10 days of Ramadan. If you are by the means and uh, you are really going for a spiritual upliftment uh, program, then by all means you can go, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for visiting a Masjid Al-Aqsa, but it shouldn't be a new trend now that everyone wants to run uh, that side, Shafat. Yes, go for the sake of Allah, go to please Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and also go to perform uh, etikaf as you set out to do, and not for sightseeing and all of these other things that the people normally go for, you know. It's the last 10 days of Ramadan, so you need to stay inside the Masjid in order to get uh, that, uh, take off the yeah, you make sure you stay inside the masjid that Mufsi says, not by the window and peeping. <laughs> that car coming or this happening or looking at that. No, 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 not inside the masjid when you for etikaf. Uh, please, Mufti, we can't bear the excess burping in Salah, especially during Tarawih. Comment, please, Mufti. Shafat, we've been dealing with this for how many years, you know, people eating badgers. Uh, people eating samosa, pe- uh, people eating pakora and all these other things and all these spicy foods and then going to Salat to Tarawih and sound uh, after that they sound like, uh, you know, that the uh, subwoofers, etc. One burping and you can get all these different type of smells. So we're not allowed to harm people, especially in the masjid, especially especially uh, in, uh, <laughs> in Salah also. Uh, and then all your halim and, you know, many, many, many things people eat during the month of Ramadan. So if you're going to go for Salat to Tarawih, try to minimize uh, the harm and difficulty you will put those people into that is standing next to you in Salat to Tarawih. You know, you can uh, curb yourself from excessive burps, uh, burps and also drink some intestinal uh, some gaviscon, some uh, whatever there is available out there. Drink some uh, lukewarm water in order uh, to neutralize the acid in your, your stomach because that acid refluxes, that is what is causing the excessive burps here. I wonder what, uh, you know, the, the, the person that's burping, what he gets out of it. Because, you know, I remember over the tapestry of uh, my life and, you know, I stood to many people, next to many people. 
And, you know, some of them had uh, different styles of burping and some, you know, did it with a, like a very calm way. Some did it in a way to irritate you and they take the burp out right from the bottom of the tummy and, and you know, they're going to, and I think, you know, if you look at your side of your eye, you, that guy will have a smirk. He said, hit you. I mean, do some people do that, uh, Mufti Sam? Yes, uh, Shafa, people do it. It sounds like musical instruments. It sounds like tunes being uh, rendered inside the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, some sort of competition. So they are arming people in Salah. That is not permissible, you know. That's why we say the angels get affected by these weird, uh, bad odors and smells. So what about the human beings there? And if the angels of mercy gets affected, then they will distance themselves from you also. That's why be very, very careful how we affect people in congregation, G. Um, Mufti, this question says, uh, can we read Tarawi at home instead of uh, the Masajid? Yes, it is permissible for a person to read Salat Tarawi at home. However, the Masjid is always better. The Masjid is in congregation. The Masjid is where everything is happening, you know. The Masjid has been closed also for so long. So now we have an opportunity to fill the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once more. So rather it would be best then for a person to read and read Salat Tarawi inside the house of Allah. For those people, unfortunately, that cannot attend or go to the houses of Allah, they may read Salat Tarawi at home. It's 100% permissible. No problem with it. You know, we're just speaking about congregation. We speak about it, uh, brother. Etc. So wherever you find it easy for you see for yourself to read Salat Tarawih, then read as long as you read Salat Tarawih. I tell you, Mufti, uh, really uh, good being in your company and a very vibey session this morning. Perhaps your parting words. Yes, uh, Shafat, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Ramadan Mubarak, you know, a blessed Ramadan uh, this year, inshallah, may Allah keep us alive so that we can derive all the blessings and benefit uh, from this uh, beautiful month and at the same time make dua for each and every one and make dua for our deceased people who departed before the month of Ramadan. Jazakumullah khair Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to you, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Ah, mashallah, morning uh, to you and a blessed Juma. And jazakallah uh, khairah to all of you that sent in the question that really added uh, to a very vibey session. And uh, people. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.